0: this is it the final episode for season one of echoes down the road a podcast presented by the band west of house as always my name is eric and thanks for joining us as we close the book on our debut album crescendo of silence and look toward the future tommy and lance will join me as we talk a little about what we've learned this season and maybe even drop some hints on what's to come are you ready let's finish strong the end my Westie friends the end of echoes down the road the end of shut up Tommy the end well Westies you heard it this is it the end the final episode we welcome you to episode 12 of echoes down the road the last episode in season one so it's, it's, it's bittersweet, isn't it? Isn't it, my friends? A, a little melancholy in the air? It's like dark chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it's bitter and sweet. Bittersweet, lots of cocoa. Well, dark chocolate's good for you. Damn so, right. So is melancholy, I would say. It's
1: good for the soul. Yes. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, it seems like it's been 10 years and three days all at once. It's true. It's been a year.
0: That's been Well, when did we start recording? We we started recording in I don't even know. We've been January, recording for the past January few months. For you guys, it's been twelve weeks. Because we have released every single Monday and stuck to it. I'm I'm proud of you guys. We we did well. Way to go, Westies. But we hope you have enjoyed it. Uh so this episode, uh, if you followed us this far, you know, we've been covering a song. Off Crescendo of Silence, our debut album, every week. And we ran out of songs last week. We got to Voyeuristic Symphony, which was the final track. And so you're probably thinking, well, what are you still doing here? So today, this episode is called Further West, and we're going to kind of recap where we've been. We're going to talk about a little what the band was doing while we were recording season one of Echoes Down the Road. And we may even give you a little peek into the West of House crystal ball into the future.
2: You know, before we jump into our flex capacitor machine here, we probably, we're getting a little, getting a little ahead of ourselves. We haven't even introduced ourselves. We're getting so sloppy in
0: 12 episodes. Well, so, I just figured everyone knew us by now.
2: Well, you know, what if this is their first time, you know, riding the wagon?
0: Well, it's... If we introduce ourselves, it's like it's real. It's like it's really over. Like we're not in our garage
2: at eleven PM at night talking to each other. <laughs> with with Does that tears, make us a garage. With band? tears
0: streaming <laughs> down our faces.
2: Uh, Fine.
0: Here so we bad. go. Hi.
1: My name is Eric.
0: Hello. My name is Lance.
1: Greetings, this is Tommy.
2: Oh, and, See, and you feel of, better. Lance? Do you feel better? I, I do feel a little better. For those I mean, who weren't sure, I, I don't know why we you went
0: British. I don't know why you felt the urge to well, speak the King's English. I do the I Queen's can.
2: English. King Queen. Uh, we all know who runs oh this my gosh. monarchy. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna start us off with what really matters that everyone really waits for. That's which true. Is, Th- this hey, is the Eric. most
0: important part of the episode.
2: Eric, what you drinking over there, my friend?
0: Well. Oh, oh, that was we, a good one. Oh, you went for weak. the subtle opening with a bottle. We have the bottle today. And so I was uh, scouring Total Wine today, looking for something interesting. And I stumbled upon one of my favorite beers that only comes out in February. Now, now it is March now. It's March 2nd as of recording this. So, so they have some leftover. Brew. This is Hop Slam Ale. so it is a a
2: lovers brew. Oh, it's
0: there's so much love in this. It's it's a double IPA. It's brewed with a little bit of honey. Uh, These guys are from Michigan, and you know, despite you know the horribleness of the school in that state, their beer is second to none. It is absolutely wonderful. Is it hop diggity slamming good? It is. I would say hop diggity slamming good. What are you well, at, Lance? That's good. I am drinking the
2: leftovers of what my brother left with me this weekend as we were, uh, well, I was building his pedal board made of mahogany, and he left mahogany. me four Sierra Nevada Dankful IPAs.
0: Mm, is it dank?
2: You know, it's a pretty mellow dank. I have to say, it's a 7.2 and quite smooth.
0: When I hear dank, I mean, Oh, wow, that's hoppy. Mine is glorious. When I hear dank, I want dank. Like the dank.
2: Well, part of my problem is I'm two months recovered from COVID, and I still don't have my sense of smell or taste. (laughs) So, so but, you
0: could just so drink PBR and it not wouldn't the matter. the best judge of <laughs> dank at this point. It's true. Is but that you know, why you, you said it was smooth? Well, because <laughs> you can't taste a damn thing.
2: I have to say, I mean, there's a chance that's true, but I, I can tell. It's like the back of my tongue. I can actually tell if it's an IPA versus a banquet beer. It just does something to my mouth, even though I cannot taste it. I can feel that it's an IPA and the hops. Call me crazy, but I will swear by it. Oh, I, I'm I apologize
0: for laughing that you're we are all embarrassed right now. <laughs> I I mean just the straight audacity of giving a beer review when you can't smell or taste anything. Hey, Cobra Kai approved. The banquet well,
1: beer is for real.
0: You know if we. Tommy, is that uh? It's dark. Is that prune juice? What what do we have there tonight?
1: It's the uh, Gold Peak Diet Tea, as usual. <laughs> I'm not young like you folks. I can't drink a thousand calories right before to bed and not gain five pounds while I'm sleeping.
0: Then you're it's sleeping true. wrong. The best I exercise know. happens in your sleep.
1: They do but, say that.
0: It's called night terrors <laughs> <laughs>
1: from drinking. From drinking beer, you can't smell or it. <laughs> you taste. just
0: start shaking uncontrollably. That might be withdrawals. <laughs> All right. Well, as you can tell, Westies, we're we're off the rails already.
1: <laughs> Do we have a plan for this episode? Or there is a plan. I have an hour? outline
0: in front of me, and we may even stick to it. It's
1: a gentle <laughs> plan. A gentle, gentle Ben. Like the beard Lance is drinking. Apparently, you <laughs> wouldn't know. Dankalicious. <laughs> uh, so,
0: so the past few weeks when Lance has been tasting beer, he actually hasn't.
2: <laughs> I can feel it. That's why I need big
0: hops. <laughs> just at this point, just inject it. It's the same thing <laughs> for you. Pretty much. All right. Well, let's uh, let's look back into our magic west of house mirror. And kind of talk about uh, what we've enjoyed about doing this podcast. This is the first podcast that any of us have ever done. And, uh, That's true. you know, it was a, a kind of scary to jump into that format because it's so foreign to us. But now, just after 12 episodes, I mean, we still probably suck. But yeah. it's it's a lot of fun. And there's something to yeah, be yeah, said we're, for, we're for this. we just good at for this Sorry. sense of uh well, it's okay. Let's take it back <laughs> a little bit. We still interrupt
1: each other.
0: <laughs> There's something to be said for this medium.
1: Uh it's it's well, it's damn enjoyable. Yeah, you know, and I'm not even a podcast person. I've never listened to one except for ours. Um, so this is all real new to me. I have a lot of friends that are big time podcast people. So I'm like, yeah, really I don't get I'd do rather listen to music or, or something, but this is really has been fun, entertaining. Personally, I've learned a lot about the lyrics <laughs> in the Ditto. the band that I've been in for a year. Like, oh, that's what those lyrics mean. And actually the other night uh, I was going to sleep and it hit me what the meaning of the of the title Holy Ghosted meant and all the different ways that can be twisted to fit the lyrics of the song. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then I went right to sleep. So.
0: Why don't you share some of those with us? Well, I mean, let's do well, a little call back to the Holy ghosted episode. Cause well, that was yeah, a fun well, one. It was heavy, but it was, was a heavy. fun episode.
1: That was heavy. Well, I'm not, uh, up on the whole ghosting thing or being whatever those, all those phrases that people have, uh, for all the slang the mistreated. kids use. Yeah. I don't, I don't get those. I don't understand those. Maybe I'm fortunate that I haven't dealt with any of those, but not too long before we recorded, I did learn what ghosted meant. And then as we, as I thought more about the episode after we recorded it and what the words meant and about how the church has ghosted people by not showing up for them. So you've got, that's the holy part of holy ghosted, but there's also a play on the word holy ghost, right? Which So that was just, it just, it didn't click all this time. And even after we did the episode, it still didn't click. It wasn't until like literally a few nights ago that all that clicked. But, uh, you know, Eric's lyrics are like that. And I'm still actually trying to decipher kittens and chainsaws. So, (laughs) um, maybe we'll have a podcast about, you know, (laughs) pre, uh, West of house. That would be, that would
0: be fun to kind of go into the vaults. I mean, people are probably like kittens and what? what are you talking he's he's referring to an old god complex song westie's but it's a it's an interesting tune,
1: yeah race car driver stock car driver or something I was really it's a it's a fun song and uh so yeah that was just the most recent lyric uh i don't know Shazam that I had where it's like oh wow, okay, now I get this more I see what he's going for here
0: that is really cool that that's uh yeah, that's really cool to hear, Tommy. That that kind of clicked right there because you're, we didn't really get into the what the title meant on that episode, and you're you're absolutely one hundred percent right, completely. I have nothing to add to that. Wow, he's really nice tonight, isn't? he, I, I mean, Tommy? 12, 12 yes. episodes, and that may be the deepest and smartest thing Tommy has said. I don't even <laughs> think he's getting fired tonight. No, I might. Uh... Not, I might not even say it tonight, Tommy. You you know what I'm talking about I might not even say it
1: (laughs) If you're going to be this happy with what I'm giving you tonight I should record a bunch of drum tracks Because (laughs) (laughs) then everything will be good And we'll be ahead (laughs) That literally would
0: speak to his soul (laughs) It's only
1: midnight My neighbors wouldn't care
0: So what was (laughs) uh, What would you say Tommy was your favorite episode? And why?
2: Oh That's tough questions question. that's not even on our outline i, I
1: think <laughs> that's that's cheating i wasn't prepared for this <laughs> it, was a, nobody, it was nobody an audible. mentioned this i'm calling uh, an audible right now i like the episodes that we had our guests on the episode with paul was really good and although bobby was a recurring guest the first episode was bobby was also really good
0: that was a turn of phrase right could have been yeah yeah you weren't on that one he was on turn of phrase fallen and voyeuristic.
1: Yeah, those guys brought a lot to the table, and it was nice to hear their view of what we were doing because they were both involved in a different way, not from a creative standpoint, but kind of a uh, let's get what they're trying to do and what they're trying to present out there in a way that is what they want, right? Because if we were to let the people listen to the tracks that we send Bobby, they don't sound anything like they hear when they're done. And so he has to try to figure out, not only do I have to figure out what you want when I'm doing my tracks, he has to figure out what we want as far as production goes on the entire song. So it was fun to hear him kind of talk about that. And, uh, uh I think maybe it was the fallen episode. when We were talking about the different, uh, places that we sent the tracks out to, to be mixed. And then, um, I actually wanted to ask him, but we didn't get to it is what he thought of the other mixes. And he's, too nice to say anything. Oh yeah, yet, Pro-
0: professional courtesy I think uh, prohibits him right from making those <laughs> kinds of statements.
1: But I was thinking about that when we were doing that episode. It's like oh, I wonder what he thinks of these now that he's heard them. So that was a neat episode, the fallen episode, and then uh, yeah, Paul with uh, yesterday's
0: very cool. How about you,
2: Lance? You got a favorite? Well, I just chuckled that Tommy said one of his favorites, if not his favorite, was turn a phrase with Bobby because Tommy wasn't on that one so <laughs> that that was that made me chuckle uh, no i agree i mean i i've been mixing the content on most of these and i get kind of intimately entwined in all of these and they all kind of blend in but i would agree bobby added a lot of color i i think right now fallen might have been one of my favorites kind of listening to that beginning of where we all started and and where Bobby kind of was introduced to us and that whole process. But it was really cool to hear Paul. Was he in both Yesterday's and Shadows?
0: No, just Moving Shadows.
2: Just Shadows, yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty neat, too, to kind of hear him join. Haven't seen or heard him in years. But um, yeah, I would probably say Fallen and Turn of Phrase, just because Bobby did add a lot, and it was kind of fun to hear somebody else in the band besides
0: listening to ourselves. He did... He did a really great job. I mean, and, and Tommy hit on it. It was having that outsider, and not that he's an outsider to the band, but just that outside viewpoint who sees things a little different than the guys, you know, the five of us who are just in the trenches. And, you know, he, he's funny, he's intelligent, and everything he added was of value. And really, even we learned some things listening to him, which, which is really fun because Definitely. someone else working with your art the way he does and you know we give him this this lump of clay and he you know turns it into something beautiful like Tommy said it it looks really different when we give it to him uh Absolutely. but hearing his perspective of that is really cool i i know for, for me i mean i've got i love those episodes too i really enjoyed those few episodes where where we took a hard left turn when we were talking about lyrics and it got really deep and really real. And we went off the outline and there were, you know, soap boxes and speeches. And it was, that part was really fun to me because none of that was written down. Right. Uh, it was all off the cuff and just hearing everyone's experiences, like, like the carry your dreams episode, uh, how that turned into a really great discussion about parenthood, uh, how Holy ghosted brought up, uh, all the stuff about George Floyd. We had a wonderful discussion there. Uh, echoes down the road. I mean, that went on. I just listened to that today, and that. Whole... Are you
2: the one that actually listened today? Was that that was you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That was the that was the one stream. <laughs> that
0: was the one stream. We had we had fifteen today. Thank you. Uh, I looked at the that stats. Makes my heart just smile. Fifteen, which not too bad for a podcast with no promotion and a band that hardly anyone's ever heard of, but. Uh, that whole speech at the end with all of us, and and then where it went, there was so much meat in that, and so it was so real and visceral, and just from a very vulnerable and honest place. And that's, I, I mean, we transcend something. You know, it it's not entertainment anymore, like some podcasts are, and it just becomes an experience. And even listening, I felt a part of it. Uh, just like listening as an outsider would. And I was amazed that, because I know all of us, and, and we keep a lot of stuff, you know, inside for, you know, most of our existence. But on the podcast, it's like you flip a switch and we all get a lot more honest, which is weird because now we're doing it for for, you know, potentially... You know, tens, hundreds, thousands. I don't know how many people <laughs> will listen of to people. it. You know, <laughs> who knows? But, but still, we're throwing that out there. This is not a private forum. Yeah. This is a public forum, and I love that no one held back. And yeah. everyone, everyone comes from different places, and no one held back. And those episodes where where we we tore down our walls and dropped any facades we may have, and just spoke from the heart. Those were my favorite.
2: Yeah, just having conversations with each other. And you're right. I almost want to change my answer because, gosh, what the one. uh, Carry your dreams. Yeah. 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 Going back and talking about our families and our daughters and at least, I mean, the three of us who actually have kids, we have a couple buns in the oven with the other ones, but
0: Uh, that's six daughters between us.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like that was super cool to listen to all three of us kind of share that perspective as a dad and with our daughters and that was a pretty special episode, personally, so I, I kind of want to change my answer if that's possible, but...
0: Well, I mean, it's it's our podcast, so you can really <laughs> do anything you damn well please, can't you?
2: Do whatever we want. There's no um, rules, man. So, c- letting all of you Westies know, Eric kind of threw out a past, the present, and the future is kind of where we're headed with this podcast tonight, and, our, and right, we're currently in the past, and one thing I... I think for me, that has been a cool, Tommy kind of talked about this, never being a part of a podcast. And I only started listening to a couple before we started this idea that Eric threw out there. And I was all in because I just had fallen in love with a golf podcast, uh, No Laying Up. You guys are studs if you ever listen to this. But I learned a lot just listening to them and what quality content looks like, sounds like and the thoughtfulness that goes into it. And I think we, in this process, we learned a lot. And one thing that we kind of discovered a few episodes in was adding little overlays and clips of some of the stems or the the little piece recordings that we all had. And that was super cool. And I think a lot of people responded to that. And even us, it maybe sounded like a good idea. We're like, yeah, let's try that. But man, listening to it once we're done with our production and editing it just, it changed everything. And so those are things that we've added. And I just enjoy listening to us and listening to each of us play our parts and kind of bouncing those ideas off each other. That's been a really cool experience for me to think about what is a quality experience a listening experience for our, our fans out there, all 15 of them. <laughs> so- that was cool for me. I I really enjoyed that part of learning the craft, uh, let alone learning GarageBand and what editing is. And I have to thank Tommy for giving me a quick crash course. And I already have plans on improving my equipment in the future.
0: Yeah, that was fun. Uh, it was cool. We started getting feedback, you know, right after the first episode aired. And after the yesterday's episode, uh, I got a lot of feedback uh, from some friends and some... Westies out there, maybe future friends there, uh, that said (laughs) the clips are awesome. We, you know, we love, they didn't say stems because that's more a musician term, but they said the clips that you put in were so interesting because, you know, you don't normally get to hear just like a singular guitar line or a keyboard like we used in the yesterday's episode that you hadn't heard. And when they said that, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess that is kind of cool. And sense. as I mean, you guys have kind of noticed in almost every episode, we started throwing the kitchen sink in there like different harmonies, or Tommy will do an isolated drum fill. But uh, you know, what it made me think of was I used to watch all those classic albums, uh, documentaries on VH1, right. and my favorite one was the one on the Joshua Tree. And it's just, it's uh, that's not, shocking. I, I think it's the edge, the edge is sitting, you know, at the mixing console. And he's just pushing up faders for all these different individual tracks. And he's like, you know, this is this is my guitar where I just played one note, and here's Bono. He did this. Oh, but we didn't use that. And it's it's so interesting <laughs> as a musician and even a non musician because I had non musicians say that was really cool. You know, yeah. to just hear all those parts because normally you're used to hearing the finished product. Totally. And when you hear those little things like. You know, here's Kevin's organ line. And, you know, by itself, I mean, it's cool. But just knowing how all those pieces fit to make a song is, I mean, even as a musician, I still get excited about that. Like, it's cool. You have all these pieces and you put together and You're like, would well, this actually paint something really awesome?
2: It does. And what I, I think, what we probably didn't realize, it just kind of dawned on me. I don't know if we would have thought of it that way if it wasn't for the fact that we all recorded completely separately and isolated from each other, that that's how we even heard these, right? Like I might, you might hear my bass after Eric generally puts down the original tracks. And so then it's like, oh, that was kind of neat. And then Kevin might add something or Tommy then lays his drums. And you know, the songs all morphed for us and we actually kind of heard it similar to what we did with the podcast. And that was kind of a cool experience in and of itself. What a lot of the Westies don't realize is we didn't record our podcasts in order of the album. We bounced around a little bit. Well, the
0: smart ones will realize it. Because, I mean, even listening to to Echoes today, there's a few times, Tommy, we're going to call you out. There's a few times Tommy goes, Well, in the last episode, well, the last episode, Echoes <laughs> followed Moving Shadows. So, yeah. I mean, the Westies had, you know, four four episodes between that.
2: Yeah. So, but, you know, not that that changed the learning experience. But not the at listening all. Experience. It just, it was interesting because our learning curve wasn't necessarily in a linear fashion that all of you get to experience it out there. So, but this, is the, this, this is, the is the last, last. one. This is the one we're recording last.
0: That's why that's why it has the best sound quality, because <laughs> we've all bought better equipment. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. If it doesn't, we have some explaining to do. Yeah, the
2: yeah. Two those, thirds those, of us are in our garage, so that we've learned is a good. There's nothing place. wrong with the garage.
0: That's the garage is a California living room. That's all the garage is here,
2: <laughs> or a giant crap closet. But well, you know. you
0: know, your yeah, your garage needs work, man. You should yeah. You should be inspired by mine. Ugh. I could eat off my floor.
2: I need a house fire before I can fix my garage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know people. Yeah, it's a. Uh, you know, it, it's it's interesting. You talk about like learning the craft. Uh, yeah, that was a big takeaway for me too. You know, like we talked about. I had no idea. I was reading so many articles on how to do a podcast one hundred and one. I didn't know, even I think in the first episode, I'm using like the crappy vocal mic. Well, it's not crappy, but it's a mic meant for singing. You know, I've since upgraded to that nice SM7B by Shure because that's what everyone else uses. So I got that in my boom mic and it sounds a well, it sounds a hell of a lot better. So that was a good idea. But like learning like, you know, intros and doing this and, you know, I'm trying, my hardest is not to say um every three words and, you know, keeping, keeping people engaged and trying to paint pictures with your words, uh, which is ironic because in a song, it's easy. You know, in a song it's sure I can write a song and that's fine, but I've got a lot more time to do that. We're in a podcast and you really have to think it's, it's almost like it's live because we don't go back and edit in, you know, phrases and, Oh, I missed this. So I'm going to go Talk about I mean we still edit out all our burps and chair squeaks and all that stuff. Well generally you to, unless generally.
2: you accidentally delete an entire
0: file. You but know yes. that, <laughs> that you know, you raise a good point. And since we're on the past, why don't you tell a story, Lance? Yeah. I, I mean,
2: we weren't even gonna do this, but it just dawned on me.
0: So More audibles. A... We're yeah. we're off the rails now. We're in the backwoods of Narnia.
2: So this is this is actually a good story and I don't know if I'll say the episode until the end of it, but so you can at least, the audience out there, guess on which one I'm talking about. But So we did our episode in a normal fashion. We all upload our individual files to a Google Drive. I then download them down on my MacBook or my wife's and start mixing the content and cleaning things up before I give it to Tommy to do some of the overlays. What I still don't know what actually happened, but my file was about a gig. It looked just as long as everyone else's. You
1: you screwed up. That's what happened. Well,
2: yeah, I just don't know what I actually did. I have a theory, and I'll share that here in a second. But So it looked good because it was a whole gig, and all of our files were about a gig, and I loaded them back in to start mixing, and... Mine was just a nice straight flat line, just like a heartbeat that
0: stopped beating, and and did your heart stop at that second? Ah, uh,
2: well, <laughs> it it kind of dropped in my stomach, and then I kind of pooped it out the backside, and because <laughs> I started panicking as as because I always delete everything where I record it, because it's my wife's MacBook. There's not a ton of memory left, and. So I text Eric, and I'm like, Eric, can you listen to my file? Like, did you hear nothing as well? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, got nothing, buddy. I'm like, oh, my God. So what I believe I did is I accidentally had it muted when I uploaded it, so nothing came through, but it was the whole length, because I know it was there. And then, of course, I deleted the original, and I went, anyways, I had nothing.
1: (laughs) So What about the... uh... (laughs) What about the when you're speaking of muting your track that you want to save? What about the times you don't mute your click? Uh, and that then you happens, get a click track in your, that happens in here in your... there,
2: but I can correct that. <laughs> I couldn't undelete something, and so uh, Eric and I talked about it, and we realized my plan was option A we re record the whole thing, but we didn't have the time, and it just made my head explode, and so. And, and the I said, episode was too good. It was it a was, great episode. It was a great episode. One that Eric has already referenced. So the dis- dun, 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 I uh, actually didn't even know. Yeah, no, and that was the thing. Eric and I decided we're gonna keep it a secret from everybody. Nobody knew except Eric and I. I think until last week. So uh, the plan was Eric, I'm just gonna I'm gonna mix it. I'm gonna mix everyone's parts. I have no idea what I said, but I'm gonna figure out something to put in and it took me, oh my gosh, three times as many hours. I would say it was approaching 10 plus hours when I finished this, but I had to listen to the setup. I had to listen to follow through to see how people responded to things I said. And uh, I don't know, half of it probably was close to what I said, but the other half I made up. So in the end, um, I recorded it. It sounds amazing. And nobody really could tell. Nobody even noticed, which is not surprising, but...
0: No, and and I don't think we should... I mean, we have said it already tonight, but I don't think we should specify. Okay, we'll we'll leave it a mystery. Listening to it, no one in the band knew. No No one caught it. It sounds perfectly natural. Your responses are pretty close to the original things you said. That you recall. If you listen closely, though, I mean... You'll notice that all of us while talking will stumble over words and they'll be like, um, you know, because that's normal conversation. Yep. Lance's his vernacular is perfect throughout this (laughs) entire episode. There are no pauses. It's like he's reading off a script, he's calm, he's composed. So you guys figure it out. Send me an email, put it on social media, let us know if you can tell. Which episode that Lance had to record, you know, what, two days? How many days was it? A day after? Two days after? Uh, Or did you do it that night? No. Well,
2: I I spent days doing it. It took me... It was about two, three days after we did it. Two, three days. Yeah, what happened. And I had about four days to get it in before we could get it in on a Monday. But, yeah, I mean, I even had to, like, fill in some chuckles and laughs. I did a lot of little color here and there that... Felt a little contrived, but it came out like you couldn't tell.
0: Hey, it's it's what you got to do, man. And, be, <laughs> you know, like I said, we had, I mean, you know, uh, the Denmark episode, we had uh, mechanical issues in that one, technical issues, Just and we like had to redo it Production an, an hour. Again, Lance's fault. So we had <laughs> to redo that one. Uh, but this episode, so now you know it wasn't Denmark. Uh this sure. episode was so good and everyone on it was just so spot on that Lance just had to redo it. That yeah, that's actually what you said. You're
2: like, dude, so many of those conversations we can't redo. They're too good. We have to keep it. And that was Cuz it, it know, wouldn't
0: have gone if we it would have been contrived the second time. For sure.
2: For sure. No, it turned out great and I'm glad I went for it. I probably spent at least 10 hours re-recording that just on my own worth it but worth was, every hour yeah I was able to edit it while I went along so it wasn't a total waste of time but it turned out great
1: well that's good and we had uh we had one episode where I had to come in via satellite because I was uh dealing I was being a dad during the recording process the recording time and uh we came in via satellite it you know, was kind of interesting people probably didn't know we have that kind of technology yeah small band
0: that one worked out well because because that was an episode I mean Lance and I had already pulled off, you know, this great deceit with this other episode, <laughs> but, but you don't want to make a habit of mm. faking it, you know? So, I mean, even in that episode, you know, I clearly say, here's Tommy from the future, knowing you would do it. And then you added like those really cool effects and there's like <laughs> static, like you're dialing in. And I, I texted uh, Tommy after I heard it and I'm like, this is really, really clever. It was you know, clever. It di- it did not come off as cheesy like I thought it would and it was just, it was really a clever way to do it and it worked out really well in the episode which one was that? Was that Fallen? Yes. Yeah, it was Fallen
1: because Lance took a shot at me in the beginning of it when I wasn't there to defend myself about playing every one of my eight (laughs) Tom Oh yeah,
0: that's right Hey, uh, speaking of, Lance uh, who's the drummer for Rush? Yeah, so I've practiced this a little bit so it's
2: (laughs) And Tommy's face on, uh, on Skype, I think his <laughs> eyeballs are about to pop. Oh, if you can see face. Tommy's
0: face right now, Westies. <laughs> Tommy's face is absolutely fantastic.
2: So, so I know it's not, he's not from Australia. He's not from Perth, Australia. He's Canadian, which is awesome. And it's Neil Peart. How'd I do, Peart?
1: You're still in the band. All yeah, right. Good. Woo. Dodge that one. He actually ended yeah. up moving to Southern California, though. Well, yeah. When Years you're a ago.
2: billionaire, after being successful yeah. playing in a wonderful band forever.
0: Yeah, Tommy. Tommy, make that face again when I asked Lance who who was the drummer, Rush.
2: Both eyeballs.
0: Oh my god! There Perfect. That's yes. going on Instagram. Did you get
1: it? Yeah, we I got did. it. Oh, man,
2: now it was. It dries it, out my eyes. It's funny because I was a little inspired because Eric, when we did the episode, you said we're gonna patch in Tommy. So when I then at the end of when we finished everything and I did the intro recording, I thought of the podcast I was mentioning before and every now and then they don't have one of their members and they kind of will say, we're going to patch them in. And I just, I said satellite via satellite in the, in the intro. And I didn't think about it until I heard Tommy's final rendition. And those words ended up being his inspiration for all your R2-D2 sounds, which was very clever and well
0: done. Very oh, good. Thank you. Tom, that Tommy,
1: that's like, I mean, like two great things that you've done. I know. I know. It, that took me twice as long to figure out all the sound effects and get them mixed right than I did the for bleep me blops do everything else.
0: That, that should get you <laughs> yeah. ready for the second album. Nothing but that bleep, blue, blops. You're
1: right. Okay. We can do that. We can do a bleep. You went, uh, nice. Number two. Sorry. Are, are, you're at at number the, two? a number two? Yep. Oh, this this Let's episode this. bodes well for the
0: Westies. I'm sticking with my one, but you Especially do you, man. Especially because I have to and
1: wake up. What time are you
2: them. getting up in the morning? I uh, nobody get about four thirty.
1: Oh my god! So, well, considering his day job, he could just go lock the door on his office. And That's take true. He sleep. doesn't actually
0: do anything.
2: That's not at all possible because you're totally. what you,
0: assistant to the principal, right? That's, That's right. True. Yeah.
1: You probably have how many assistants at your school? We, More than one, I'm sure.
0: We have, well, we had four.
2: One had a rough go, and so there's only three of us left.
0: <laughs> and the odds are Lance was the reason for the rough, go. But rough go.
2: No, <sighs> it was unfortunate,
0: and I can't talk about it. Because all right, moving on. Of legal let's reasons. Let's not get all him right. in trouble. You can edit all that out. So, So let's move on to the present. I'm Silly. very happy. I'm very happy with the past. So, you know, as you guys know, we, we've been recording the podcast, but we have also been doing band stuff. You know, west of house work. You know, along with the podcast, much to the chagrin of the other members. Who, by well, I keep them busy, and I I destroy their souls with constant work.
2: Specifically, a few of them. It's tough to juggle Eric in their life.
0: Yes, it's, I, I'm a harsh mistress. I, I demand much. <laughs> I, again, if we could see Tommy's face, his, his forlorn, distant look into the valley of doom. <laughs> okay, you know, Westy, you need to realize, when it comes to music, I am an absolutely, and completely, and totally a workaholic. Unapologetic. Uh, I, unapologetic. It's, it's what I do. I'm in my studio every day. I'm either working on music or working on the podcast. Uh, I have numerous projects going on at the same time. And it's, it's what keeps me going. It's, it's my fuel, you know, the, the legacy that I will one day leave. And the other guys, you know, are busy and don't have that drive, so to speak. And that's okay because not everyone is insane like I am.
2: But, but it's good, it keeps the you know the the wheel cranking, and I think without it, Eric, we wouldn't have produced what we've done, what we're doing, and what we will do well, I mean
0: yeah so kudos i, I to agree you we we've, we've talked dominatrix. about we've talked about in previous episodes how I was like a writing two, three four songs a year type of guy now, I still don't understand what happened you know a year and two months ago when the floodgates opened, and now we're you know, looking at like 45, 50 songs, I don't know what's going on. Now, now the issue is it hasn't stopped. I'm still writing. So, So the way I look at it is I better keep recording everything I can because the well will eventually run dry. So until that happens, I'm just going to make every other musician around me miserable and force you to create music and, you know, put it down on well, it's not two inch tape anymore, but put it down in your computers. And we thank you
2: for
1: that. For well, sure. good.
0: I, I, it's, it's clear, you know, that you're thanking me, and Tommy's just staring at me menacingly. Yeah. So.
1: No, it's nice to have have uh, stuff to ready to work on and not waiting, because it makes me, you know, get down there and into the dungeon and do my thing.
0: Yeah you you have a uh, you have something on your list to work on, you know. After this podcast?
1: Not yeah, not one thing. I got many things. <laughs> Good answer, Tommy. But, yeah. If if the westies don't know, I'm also a professional volleyball official and right now is crazy volleyball season. Not seven days so a week. I'm usually gone all weekend when I can record and I get home when it's kinda late. Which is why you God know, made weekdays. Out. So
0: Turn off your TV. If you got rid of cable, you could record like four albums in two weeks. Mm. That's my Stop watching The View and play your damn drums. The,
1: I'm not watching what? Or Oprah
0: or Judge Wapner uh, or whatever you're watching. Judge golden Wapken. Girls, dun obviously. Dun, dun, golden Girls. Tommy, you're the fifth Golden Girl. Dun,
1: dun, dun. So, so the Judge Wapner thing is funny because didn't I mention that in one of the episodes? That the sadly, parts? you did, yes. Oh, Kevin yeah. Manning now we're going back to intro intro Denmark and we're not going to talk about it anymore.
0: This is just going to make me mad like when you told me you took that one beat from Material Girl.
1: I didn't take it. You put it in there. I, I played it. You're the one it who said it was beat. material
0: girl. You didn't need to say that. It was it's no, unnatural. Yeah, it was
1: it was the beat you put no, in. No, it's not.
0: And I played Madonna it. Madonna stole that from me.
1: No. Well that could be I,
0: I wrote that song in nineteen eighty-two. Ouch. Not surprised. Okay, let's let's focus on the present here. So so what have we done? And we've alluded to some things and other and other episodes and if you follow the band you know what we've done but in case you've missed it uh well we recorded a cover song didn't we guys
2: we did yes, we did and it's currently the number one song I've played the past week i think i played about 5 times a day i absolutely love it
0: it it was a fun one uh so in the right after we finished crescendo silence we were working on uh, the EP which we'll talk about in a second and i always like the idea of doing cover songs and not doing cover songs you know like they like they are you know you know just like tribute band style but doing something different with them and especially doing something from a different genre that we don't normally hit at So a band that I really enjoy is a a Scottish group called Churches. And their style of music is very different from West of House, but it's excellent. They are a wonderful band. If you're not familiar with Churches, Churches with a V, by the way, instead of VU, go check them out. Uh, They just have a handle on... melding electronica and wonderful female vocals and just their their melodies and passion. It's it's just great. I, I can't say enough good things about them. But one of the lesser known songs off one of their albums is a song called Heaven Hell. And there was something about the melody that I, I stuck it in, you know, one of my top playlists, and I just listened to it over and over because there's this melody in it and the chorus. It just kills me. I am a sucker for a great melody and it's even though it was sung you know by a female vocalist who is extremely talented way more than I am uh I wanted to cover it because you know there's no gender rules when you when you're dealing with music you know men can sing what women sing women can sing what men sing and it just makes the world better from from doing things like that so I threw it at the band and were you guys even familiar with churches did you know who they were I know Lance didn't not at all.
1: I, I knew of the band, but I didn't really know them. I mean, I've heard of them. It's a band that my brother had listened to, and I knew it through him, but not one that I was directly listening to. And so,
2: Eric, to correct you, some men like you can sing
1: like a woman. Do sing like a woman. <laughs> That's right.
0: It's it's true. I, I have been, uh, I'm not going to say accused, I'm going to say honored with a review that's that congratulated the female vocals on yesterday's that they were beautiful and i take that as a very high compliment because the higher i the higher i sing the happier people get
2: and another compliment <laughs> i'm going to puff up well this is a compliment to all of us actually but not just eric so i played this for my boss last week at work and uh and then i played the played original played what heaven hell yeah so I played our version, and then I okay. played the original version. And he's like, that's cool, but I, I actually like your version better. I'm like, oh, man, too kind, too kind.
0: Uh, that's nice. I will not publicly or even privately say that our song is better than their original. Their original, it's different. Their original, go check it out. We can't play it you know, for copyright violations and stuff like that. I don't want the podcast taken down. It's very, it's a lot more electronica, a lot more, you know, that driving bass in your face, and we slowed it down. It's already a long song. Their version is five minutes. I think ours is pushing six.
2: No, it's no. I want to say it's less than five. It's like four and a half. I thought.
0: No, it is not four and a half. I ours or theirs. I can guarantee you that our version is not four and a half. It's our longest song. I think you talk crazy.
1: Lance, I'm looking at it right here on Spotify. It's 605. Whoa,
2: 605. I I listened to it on I, Apple. I accept so your I think apology, it's Lance. Apple
0: I accept music. your <laughs> apology. So we slowed it down. We threw in I uh it was kind of a rare bird because when I gave it to the band, I was 20 tracks deep. I I I sang it, I I did all the synth. Uh, I did drum programming and I threw it to the band and, you know, almost to the point of they're like, well, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? There's nothing left. Uh, Lance threw down some drums. Tommy actually did some, some drum beats that went along with the programming. So I challenge you Westies, listen to it. See if you can tell which is which, cause it's very hard, which is a credit to Tommy.
1: I did 36 drum tracks. Okay. It says you played you the drums. Did.
0: You know, it's, you could say 36 drum tracks, but it's, it's one track.
1: No. It's, it was actually, it's actually five different parts that came okay, out of 36 Okay, then that's tracks. five tracks. No, it's not. Because I'm playing, in one track, I'm playing like six different drums.
0: Okay, but that's still one, it should be one track.
2: So, Westies, Tommy has a problem. He's bought too many microphones for all no of his microphone. drums. See, he just said there's not too many microphones.
1: Which... There are not too many microphones. <laughs>
0: See, when I say I lay down 20 guitar tracks, that's 20 different times that I played. When you say you have, you know, you know, 20 mics and you play have 20 drum tracks, it's still one time you played though. Oh,
1: 36. But if, but if one of if one of my if one of my takes, I play five drums. If I played one of those drums and then went back and played the next drum. Then I could be like that, but I can play a bunch of them at one time.
2: The first step you to see. healing is recognizing you have a problem. Okay, Mister One <laughs> Take. We're not there yet. Okay,
1: Mister One. Yeah, take. Well, Lance. That I happened mean,
0: once. Lance doesn't know. Lance is always one track, and that always, doesn't know. Well, that actually, scene. no, no. Just on, on the, I mean, maybe new album. There is one song where Lance has three
1: different tracks.
2: That's true. That's that's the future.
1: That's the future. Lance has Lance has more podcasts that he had to rerecord than songs <laughs> on the true. CD. That is true.
0: true. So, anyways, so so we do have in hell. I give it to Lance. I give it to Tommy. Uh, Dave didn't play on it. Did no, no, no. They did play on it. Kevin and Dave played on it, but I mean their parts are in there somewhere. Gently. Like one or they one gently. or two tracks. the The song was pretty much done. And it turned out really well. I'm really proud of, of that song. I think we did a, a really, I think we were very respectful to, to the band and to the version we did. So definitely because we can, here's a, you know, here's a little bit of Heaven Hell, the West of House cover from the band Churches.
2: Our style.
0: So there you go. Very different, you know, a, a different take from that song, but one of my favorite covers. I, maybe there are more covers in our future. Maybe we will talk about it in the future. Hey, I don't know.
2: Eric, why did we
1: do a cover? Where'd that come from? He just mentioned that. He totally went all, through all that just a minute ago. Really? Yeah, I said. I said because I love covers. Yeah. Just because you love covers. It was. I it love was covers. Weird, and we
0: we hadn't done a a true cover. I mean, we had done. You know, a song that someone else wrote, which we'll talk about almost immediately. But we hadn't done a a true cover. But that cover had a very specific
2: vision. Oh, because you oh, gave okay. us like I, six I different see. tracks. Yeah. You gave
1: us a well, you gave us a bunch of different songs and said, "Pick one."
2: Yeah, because you wanted some like I I don't know what the phrase you use, but like kind of I don't know if irony is the right word, but it was. No, I, irony I mean, this, is the wrong
0: word. Okay, uh,
1: this was a long time ago too. We recorded. No, I mean this if if ago. you're
0: referring to like like the meaning behind the song, the meaning behind the song is very important to me. Uh, you know, if you've listened to Carry Your Dreams, you know, especially like three of us, even though the the others might not admit it, uh, I am unabashedly a feminist, and and the uh, the lyrics of Heaven Hell are from a very feminist perspective about being a woman in a man's world, which. Also, why I kind of love juxtaposition—is that even a word? I love the juxtaposition Possession? of. of a, <laughs> let's you backtrack. sound like Lance. Yeah, I'm, I'm making <laughs> I'm making of Lance words right now. Hey, no, I, just go with your heart. I, I love the fact that you have a female empowerment song sung by a male, and not in a, an ironic way, and not disrespectfully. But because I so appreciate, you know, the struggle that women have to deal with, that's why I really enjoyed singing that song. Uh, So that was the one of the reasons why I was glad we picked that song. I remember I gave you guys a bunch. You did, but all
2: of them had like this irony. Again, I don't know if irony is the right word, but it was like bookends of different meanings. Um, yeah,
0: every, I remember, I remember the list and maybe we'll talk about when we get the future, but the every song was picked for a reason. One, cause I loved them. Yes. Every song I picked, I loved, but there was a reason because there should be a reason. I mean, we talked about it. I don't remember the episode. We, we said, you know, there's a place for bands that do whatever. And yeah. we threw the bone with what we're going to talk about right now. We threw the bone with the Pinecone EP. Pinecone doesn't mean a damn thing. You know, right, Tommy? We'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But but the majority of the things we do, there is a reason behind it. And sometimes only we knew it. Uh, sometimes, you know, we share that with you on the podcast. But yeah, like with Heaven, Hell, there was the angle of it's a feminist anthem, you know, sung by a male. With some of the other songs, which we will not name, because they may appear someday, you know, there there's always an angle. So if you listen to a cover by us, We did it for a very specific reason. It wasn't just because, that's cool. How would a Westie
2: listen to Heaven Hell, by the way? How would they find such a beautiful track?
0: Our track? Well, you can find it anywhere. You stream digital music, Westies, on Spotify, Apple Music, on Tidal, iHeartRadio, you name it, Amazon, we're there. That's the wonderful thing about West of House Music is you can find it everywhere you stream digital music in wonderful. any country around the world.
2: Good shameless plug. As
0: yeah. we move on to the Even Papua New Guinea. If you are listening to this podcast in Papua New Guinea, pop on that song right now. I love the Papa. Someday I hope <laughs> to visit the Papa. Papa Smurf? Absolutely. Uh, He's already visited him, I think. S- so, which which segues beautifully into the Pinecone EP. So, also, while we did Heaven Hell, we were putting together a collection of uh, a B-side, another, it's not really a cover song, Killer. we did the song Killer for Protest Song, uh, which was written by uh, a friend of ours, and then we threw in a piano version of Fallen and old demos and moving shadows and voyeuristic. And that was just something to throw out there to say, hey, we're still here. We're still doing stuff. You know, you know don't forget, we're, we love that you're still listening to Crescendo. But we talked in, I don't remember what episode it was, last week, week before, two weeks before Fallen, we talked about uh, the Pinecone EP because it had just come out. And it, it is out now, again, on every place you can stream media. And we talked about Irish Goodbye which was a really fun song. It was a song that we recorded very early in the sessions for Crescendo because it was supposed to be on that album. And then for whatever reason, it just wasn't, you know, it wasn't tracking. But it turned into something really cool as a B-side. We got to enlist all these Westies as backup singers and just a really awesome experience. Uh, but for this episode, I, I kind of want to hit on Killifer and the kind of experience that was.
1: Growing up in Utah obviously I never heard of killifer. It was nice to get some perspective some local perspective on something like that and I learned a lot about the uh, the school and what it means to the history of the United States really and um, why don't you share that in case huh? they don't know what
0: you're talking about why don't why don't you share about Killifer, what that is
1: Oh uh, obviously they know they're way brighter than I am. So Killefer School, and correct me if I'm wrong, was the first school that was desegregated in the United States prior to the court case that is escaping me now. Ro- no, not that one. Um, That's abortion. Um, yeah. Uh, hold on. It'll come to me. Education. It'll come to me. Help them out,
2: Lance. Brown, 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 <sighs> brown versus Board of Education. Brown
1: versus Board of Education. Thank you, Lance. Of course, you would know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what the Killifer School is all about. And then I believe there's a big, mean college down there that somehow acquired the property and was going to tear it down for parking or something. And there's a gentleman who wrote the song that we covered. And Eric can tell me his name because I don't remember. Jerome Ryan. Jerome Ryan. That's right. Is he a friend of yours, or?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's a friend of mine. A friend of all of ours now. Friend of the band, right? A a friend of West. uh, I think he actually
1: he actually came to us, right, and asked us to play it. He sure did. So um, we threw out this little song. It's kind of cool. It's really short. It's uh, under three minutes. So Lance, that's half of heaven and hell, and um, because that was. 605 oh by the way the original version of heaven and hell is 506 and ours is 605 so.
2: wow that's deep how's that deep very deep
1: but i digress so um yeah it was it was a fun song we threw it together really quickly 24 kind of hours a little, a 24 hours thing.
0: for that song
1: yeah and uh we were trying to meet a deadline for him for jerome to use the song to help with uh, fundraising and awareness to try to save the school, right? Save Killifer. And uh, if you watch the video on YouTube, each one of the band members has a little uh, comment about it before we play the video that uh, features some photos of the school and some facts along with the really cool song that Jerome wrote and we arranged and played.
0: And fun fact, the school was indeed saved. So the pressure was put because of West on this college that shall not be named, (laughs) and they said that they will, you know, maintain it and use it as a landmark for future generations to enjoy. And
2: that school is in Orange, California. So you can read into that if you'd like to, which is something I didn't realize that that school was really the the impetus that kind of led to that Brown versus Board of Education, the seminal. Supreme Court case that kind of created that separatism of uh, education and kind of corrected that, which is pretty awesome and something in education myself I know all too well, but I was not aware of Killefer being that kind of that initial one that started that momentum. So I was pretty excited about that. And interestingly, there was a person at my district office that used to work for the Orange school district that was fully aware of the Killifer school and knew that it was part of the, the school district that he worked for and he was pretty pleased and happy to hear about this extremely cool experience that we all got to share with you guys through the Killifer song and video.
0: It was a lot of fun. And it was uh it's really cool that that things turned out well, you know, and to be a part of that and have Jerome ask us. And he wrote a really cool song. It was like one of those protest songs from the 60. It was him on a guitar. I, I was at a, we were at a mutual friend's house and we were sitting around a fire and like playing like Bon Jovi and poison songs and you know, drinking a few beers. And he goes, hey, I got, I got this protest song. And he played me the protest song then. And I told him, I'm like, hey, that, that is really cool. And then it was a few weeks after that, you know, that he contacted me. And I said, uh, you know, he said, hey, can you guys do something? And I said, well, you know, let us take a crack at your song and you know it turned out good and like we said it was it was in 24 hours I told the guys I go hey we need this immediately and and Dave wasn't in the band at the time but but the four of us you know everyone stepped up and they got it done and let's play a little bit of that song this is killer for protest song written by Jerome Ryan performed by West of House here you go
3: oh my heart.
0: So there you go. I mean, fun and to the point. It kind of a little pop punk in there, a little bit. Know? Yeah, I
2: dig it. And I think what Eric, correct me if I'm wrong. We not only played and recorded that in 24 hours, but didn't we also record our spoken parts for the video in the same 24 hours?
0: I believe you're right. You know, it's and, and it was it was during that that we learned um, who in the band is extremely uncomfortable on camera. And it was, <laughs> <laughs> I think we knew that before. No names. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not here tonight. But yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it was it was really cool. Everyone really came through for that song.
2: Yep, it was a fun one. So we've done the past. The history, we've done the present. Right? The
1: past what do you think's
0: next, the... Tommy? The.
1: Well, um I'm going to say future for a hundred, Alex. Oh
0: my god, he is batting a thousand tonight. Look at this guy. Okay, so the future, Westies. You're probably wondering: Is there a future? Maybe there's not. Maybe we'll announce right now what that that we're breaking up. I am crying, literally. But you know that would be BS. So we have a few, a few interesting and fun things on the horizon. What should we hit on first? You know, maybe maybe we'll talk a little bit more about Crescendo of Silence. Is anything coming? Uh, with well, that are we done may-
2: maybe we'll share that we fired tommy and we're just going to use electronic drums
0: well that's the second well, album. we're still on crescendo many ideas <laughs> so so one thing we have been working toward uh is a vinyl version of crescendo of silence it's we have a vinyl mix all ready to go but damn those things are expensive <laughs> they are very they are. pricey they are not cheap but, but one thing that we are still committed to, and with every sale that we make of CDs, uh, with all the proceeds from streaming, and you know, thank the Lord, they are adding up, uh, all that money is going toward a vinyl version of Crescendo. So, but yes, I'll even mention again, because that's important, we still have a very limited number of CDs. If you would like CDs, you can contact us directly uh, through social media, or you can go to our Bandcamp page at westofhouse.bandcamp.com, and you can actually order a CD off that page. That's amazing. And it'll be shipped to you. Some of us haven't even if, sold if a CD. It, it, if you want an autograph for some sick reason, we'll even do that too. Well, at least me and Lance will, because everyone else is out of the out of the county. But but you know, buy that stuff, listen to the songs, and we're trying to avoid a Kickstarter just because Kickstarter takes a percentage. If we have to, we'll do that. Because we really want a vinyl version of that, it's a great way for that album to be heard. I think vinyl will will do a great justice to Crescendo of Silence.
1: Yeah. So just like this band has created a podcast and made me listen to podcasts, uh, if we get a vinyl pressing, I'll have to buy a record player. Worth it,
0: Tommy. You should be listening to vinyl right now. I I listen. I
1: used to listen to vinyl before Lance was born. But well, then cassettes trail. came out.
0: Yeah, but you were listening to like, you know, Air Supply and Neil Sedaka and Christopher Cross Ugh. and stuff like that. <laughs> now I, w- I need to introduce you to a whole new world.
1: My, my my first vinyl was 45 of King Tut by Steve Martin, which the nitty-gritty dirt band did the music for, which I ended up meeting John McEwen, one of the founding members, because his son and I went to high school together. So small world. God, you're old. Man, <laughs> wow. It was a 45. It was awesome. And then I got another one by Sid Dust by Queen. That was my second 45. Okay, that's
0: a little better.
2: That is a big <laughs> upgrade.
0: So the vinyl, but the vinyl's cool. I mean, that's exciting. I, I'm a I'm a big time, you know, purveyor of, of the vinyl format. I I have quite a bit and I enjoy it. And there would just be something very gleeful to have a vinyl of crescendo of silence arrive in the mail and hold it and pull out the lyrics and put on the nice headphones and just sit in in my part of the couch and and listen to that on vinyl. It it makes me happy. It pleases me.
2: You thought about that a long time ago, which is what inspired the beginning part of Holy Ghosted.
0: That's right. Holy Ghosted was specifically written to be the first song on side B of a vinyl. It's why it has the crackle which we talked about in that episode. So <laughs> release the crackle, release the crackle. <laughs> it, it needs to happen. The vinyl needs to happen. And I'm really hoping 2021 is the year for that.
1: Hey, there also might be uh speaking of old methods of listening to music, a symphonic version of one of our songs in the future. Oh, we did. We, wow.
0: we talked a little bit about that in the very last episode, I believe. And I'm also hoping that 2021 sees the symphonic version of voyeuristic symphony.
1: That would, that be, would be pretty awesome. Yep, that would be cool, and uh, and then maybe a recording by an actual symphony.
0: Well, that would—I mean—the name symphonic version kind of gives that away. I, it wasn't was going to be assumed by the. Title. It wasn't oh, wasn't going to be us humming every instrument. You know, well, it's a two-step process. <laughs> like, here's my process, oboe right? it's impression.
1: Getting... Getting someone to write the part and then finding someone to play it,
2: which has been Tommy's dream for
0: many. That many means I guess ago. we'll have to
1: fly you up here if we do it in Utah and have you sing. Oh, we
0: can't just use the old version. <laughs>
1: oh, <so> you <laughs> the take your vocal BPM. part. And just that's track a good it. vocal take. Just <laughs> just reverse it instead of uh, a live vocal and a track, a backing track. Yeah, I, I
0: would come. I would absolutely. If we ever do that, I want to be in the studio when that's recorded. That's uh, that's bucket list stuff right there.
1: We'll do a road trip. And then then we can take a jaunt out to see Bobby while you're here. Look out, Bobby.
0: We're coming for you, Bobby. Now, Bobby uh, is working on something else right now. Uh, Are you guys aware of what that is? I am. You are? Yeah. What could that be?
1: Uh, Well, does Lance know? I've I've already broke a few news items here. Maybe Lance can take a shot at it.
2: Well, besides us giving him other things for our second album, Eric, I think, in all of his spare time, which is amazing he has any, believe he did a solo album. I, he did well, right? he
1: did one song. He did a song.
0: It's it's yeah. true. You're both a right. You're both right. <laughs> so so in November, Bobby Phillips, that devil, he he and another guy, uh uh, Andrew, I believe, uh, they started something called National Solo Album Month. And it was kind of a, it's kind of like there's a national, like novel writing month where you're supposed to write an entire novel in a month. So, Nano Remo, I think that was called National Writing Month. I don't know what it is, but they did one with solo albums. <clears throat> and I saw it, and he was encouraging me to do it which is, I never should have said yes. (laughs) It was a (laughs) terrible mistake. And by mistake, I mean, I'm so happy I did it. So he challenged me to, during the month of November, 2020, to write, record, and release a solo album. So I was kind of racking my brain. And at first I was going to, you know, come up like maybe 10 acoustic songs or something like that. Anyway, long story short, I ended up writing one song that's 34 minutes long the song is broken up into 10 movements. Uh, they all run together and it's basically a musical representation of mental illness, specifically schizophrenia. And it, I mean, it runs the gamut of genres from ambient to electronica. Uh, there's some grunge, there's black metal, uh, any genre you can think of is on there. It's chaotic. It's dissonant. It's visceral. It's in your face. It's disturbing. It will make you anxious. There is so much going on as I was trying to tap in to what a person struggling with schizophrenia might be feeling like. And every lyric and every note fits that. I mean, it got to a point where I was so deep into writing this, that there were times that I was so disturbed that I couldn't even listen to what I was playing. And so the demo is out there. Uh, I'm not going to promo it right now because we finished mixing and mastering the song literally tonight on March 3rd, 2021. Uh, Bobby presented the final version to me tonight. I've signed off on it. It will probably release sometime in April. I'm imagining no later than May. Uh, and it's something else. I mean, it is completely different. It is not like West of House. There's there are no similarities whatsoever besides if you know my voice, you'll hear parts of that on this album, but then I'm even singing in a different style than probably some of you are used to. So we're excited
2: uh, to hear that, Eric.
0: it's It's something and and we're gonna play a little clip right now. And this is, it's, I'm playing under the name, No Sky Can Blind Us, because I just don't like using my own name for solo ventures. So the, the project is called No Sky Can Blind Us. The song is called, This Is Not For You. And this is from one of the earlier movements in the track. And here you go.
3: She never said a word.
0: oh, that was the little piece of uh, this is not for you. And maybe it wasn't for you.
1: I'm wondering now, because that's nothing like I've ever heard you do. Are you sure that's you? You
0: know, it's, it's interesting because during that part, you know, we talked about the mental illness and that specific section, the protagonist, it's meant to be thought of as if he's singing in a straight jacket. So even <laughs> when I sang it, I wrapped my arms around myself, And it's sung in one take.
2: That's very cool. And not at all like the sample you shared with me originally where I said, hey, Eric, that sounds fun. Yeah,
0: Yeah. You'll never live that one down.
2: That's that's a little different layer. That's a little dark, which is good stuff. Good stuff.
0: (laughs) It's interesting. It was fun to do. I like stretching. Uh, But my heart is, of course, still in West of House. And... Which leads us, I think, to the most exciting topic of today, which is album number two.
2: Ow! Yeah, we're moving along pretty well on that. Uh, some of us better
1: than others,
2: but we have faith... Okay, th-
1: Mr. One Take. We
2: Wow. Never going to let that down.
1: But... You should add another string to your bass. Make it a little harder.
2: Yeah. I've always thought about that, but... You'd probably
1: so. just rest your thumb on it anyway. You I would. It.
2: It'd be a good thumb rest. The low B. No, it's it's uh, it's been fun so far. I think a few of us, as I kind of hinted before, those not with us um, have babies being produced in wombs. Well, so we well, wait. Wait, they deadline. don't have babies
1: being produced. Well, in them
2: they're being grown, <laughs> developed. You know, in the the primordial ooze, but. Uh, <laughs> But we've got some Doesn't good stuff. Just, the, isn't that just Lance like a pee the bubble? wonder
0: of childbirth?
2: Yes. Yeah, so,
1: that's just a pea bubble, isn't it? That the babies are in, uh, basically?
2: A pea bubble. That just sounds gross. But, uh, well, am I wrong? But childbirth is gross, but it's a beautiful thing at the same time. All righty then. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> well,
1: better. I wouldn't want to go through it. Let's put it that way.
2: Yeah, or watch it ever again. Personally, <laughs> oh, man, but again, Lance. it is a beautiful thing to see creation. I, I
0: apologize to all the female Westies out there. There's, there's <laughs> no excuse for Lance. No, it's he, great. He is what he is. We, we love him, but he, he lacks some social mores. It's and, beautiful, uh, disgusting for sure. But that uh, being said, so the second album. Yeah, let's talk about that. We should. Uh, <laughs> do you want to tease him now or later? Oh, well, well let's, let's chat about it a bit. So, yeah, it's it's March 3rd. So this time, I think we were two songs deep into Crescendo. Uh, we have actually been working on the second album. Uh, the writing started for that last October. And as of right now, knock on my wood desk, Whoa. Uh, all the songs, the foundations are written which means there are demo versions of every song that we intend at this point to include on that album. So we have no dates for you. We don't know when it's coming out. We don't know how long it's going to take. But it, it's we're well into the process, which That's is extremely true. exciting because normally we would not be thinking about a second album at all. We'd be you know doing shows or something like that. But because COVID is still going on and things are still locked down, we thought, well, why the hell not And if, you know, if the spark is still there, then let's keep, you know, let's keep going. Let's keep the flame alight. We're trying to beat the babies. And we're trying to beat the babies. Both Kevin and Dave's wives are expecting this summer. So we are under the gun to try to make sure that their parts get in, uh, you know, before those new lives are born. Because when they are, we're demanding that they, that they spend time with their families. Uh, that's that's more important than music.
2: Glad glad you clarified that, because we want to make sure that everyone's clear. No babies were harmed in the production of this podcast. No. So we're not beating any babies? We're just trying to beat the delivery of such yeah, babies? Yeah, not, not,
0: we're not literally beating the babies.
1: That would be... <laughs>
0: We would be famous for entirely different reasons, and we don't want that All the
1: babies we have beaten are adults now, for the most part, except for Lances. It's true. There are a few babies in this band.
0: So we have a teaser. We have a teaser, which we're going to play. And, well, hell, let's do it. What you're going to hear right now is just over four minutes long. And there are bits and pieces of, I think, 11 songs on there. They're all... In different stages of development. So, you're not hearing any final versions of songs. So, we're, we're going to clarify that. Most bands don't throw this out there, but we feel like, you know, you guys that listen to this podcast, you, know, you deserve something special. You're going to hear a lot of drum machines, you're going to hear a lot of scratch vocals. I think Tommy machines. literally is maybe on one or two of these. Uh, most of it is, you know, Mr. 808's my programming because we still have a ways to go. Lance is on a few. Uh, I think Kevin's maybe on one of them. Maybe Dave's on one. I'm, I'm not really sure right now. But, the, you know, we wanted to give you something special because you've stuck with us. So we're not going to put this on social media. Uh, we're just going to play it here on Echoes Down the Road. So without further ado, here is four minutes of, of clips of songs from album number two. Enjoy.
3: truth in your
0: So there you go, the world premiere of some demos. Again, not final versions, you know? So when they come out, they're going to sound a hell of a lot different, but that is a little taste. And, you know, I think, you know, guys, the first thing that jumps out to me is stylistically how many different genres we're tackling with this.
2: Yeah, we're going to that genre hopping thing again.
1: We double down on genre hopping with this one. Which is fun for us, because that lets us play different things. But in, on the flip side of that, trying to promote a band that isn't pigeonholed into something is very difficult, because that's what people want to know, right? What do you guys sound like? What do you play? We don't want to be those people anyways. No, we aren't. Because cause we only want true fans, dozens of them. We don't want <laughs> to be big time. No. <laughs>
0: It's it's interesting, you know, whenever I talk about us, I, I say, uh, you know, we take a little bit of everything in such a way that we don't sound like anything else.
2: That is true.
0: That was deep. That
2: was deep. Be, because,
0: you know, you can listen, even listening to Crescendo, you may hear parts of like U2 or Pink Floyd or something like that. But when you finish a song and you try to take it as a whole, you can't say, well, this sounds like, and put it in in a nice box. And really, like I said, we doubled down on that in the second album. You're not going to be able to say, this album sounds like, insert band here, because the influences that I, that I drew from in writing these songs, they're all over the place. Absolutely. We went further further west than we did on crescendo and we're talking about influences from well hell i mean the most fun one i had was even using biggie in that one song and so there's some interesting things afoot
2: further undying lands in the west
1: yeah we're so far west we can see japan from here (laughs) we're so far west we're gonna be east That's right. Now we're East. it will be the album name. Now we're East. That's an idea.
0: You were doing so well, Tommy. <laughs> you, say you, it. You were doing so well, right we're until about to Say it. I I thought you were gonna say it. Nope, nope. I'm not. I'm not. You have gathered. <laughs> you're still my good graces. We're so I, I hope you guys are excited. We're excited. Again, no dates. We're not promising anything. You know, will it happen in 2021? We hope so. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see when the babies arrive and what happens. Uh, but we are, you know, actively creating. I think that's the big takeaway from all this. And More to come. let's see, is there anything else that, that we need to talk about? Is that is that all that we're doing? Well, there's always that
2: dream of doing a West Coast road type tour, but that needs to still go in concert with our plans and the plans of COVID in our country. But there is a dream of such things.
0: We need to get out of the whole lockdown thing. Uh, yep. Yeah. It does raise a good point though. We would love to play live. Well, we'd all love to be in the same room, you know, for one of the first Someday. time. ever. Someday. But we absolutely I'd sure like
1: to meet all the guys, the yeah. guys, <laughs> the future of West of
0: house. I mean, we will be some type of live band. We will play. That's what bands do. I mean, we're doing what we can do right now, but there are West of House concerts when this is over. We will make it happen, and we will melt your faces, and a good time will be had by all.
2: That is the plan. But in the meantime, we will continue to make quality music, interesting music, and I think there's one other idea we have out there of maybe even continuing this audible pleasure of
0: yours, our
2: podcast.
0: We, we have teased it. We have said a lot of, if there is a season two and we will officially announce right now on episode 12 of echoes down the road, there will be a season two of this podcast. And that is thanks to you guys. You guys are actually listening People other than the band are downloading this. We're getting feedback. (laughs) Uh, All of it good right now. God help us. And, you know, you've shown us that that you actually care about what we're doing. And we, you know, even, no offense, more importantly, we are caring about what we're doing. And we're enjoying this too. If we didn't like to do it, we wouldn't do it. We go, Tommy would go back on his couch and watch reruns of MASH, you know, for the next three months straight. Or Golden Girls. (laughs) Or Golden Girls. But but this has been a lot of fun. and But we are going to change things up, aren't we, Lance? We are. We're
2: not exactly sure. There is no script for season two, but we will probably depart from obviously what we're doing now of breaking down song by song, though it is a inspiration for season three if we all survive through everything. But season two might be more personal items or topical items or shoot, anything and all of it is up for potential debate and topics. So we hope to expose some of our other sides of our colors that we each have and maybe bring in some special guests. But really, it's an unwritten script. So we're excited about that. But we know we want to keep doing this with you guys.
0: Well, I like how you've, you know, completely spoiled season three already. That that was nice. (laughs) Hey, so it's so, only a, a, a dream. So, uh, yeah, season three will be a breakdown of the songs from album two. Apparently there there's you go. A season but we've three. We've already gotten that out there. <laughs> so surprise. But yeah, season two, I mean, and I think it really comes from some of the discussions we had, like digging into lyrics and some of the more sensitive topics, and not everything will be sensitive or the, the big topic, but you know, the ability to not make it west of house-centered And to instead deal with some of the things that everyone can relate to. I'm really interested to see where that goes and bringing in different people, you know, to to bolster that conversation. But I mean, sky's the limit. You know, we talk about different things where, you know, we'll have a what you drink in there because that's fun. And, you know, maybe some other little portions. But the meat of that, we don't know yet what we're going to take on. We're going to be in those discussions soon. But it's important to have the conversation. And it's more important, though, is to have a conversation with different voices. If we had, you know, a bunch of guys coming at you that all believed the same thing and all subscribed to the same thing and all said the same thing, it wouldn't be interesting at all. No one would want to listen to it. We'd be in our own echo chamber. And that's no fun. And it doesn't serve anyone's purpose. So I, I like that, you know, we all come from different walks of life and we see things differently. And and hopefully that comes out in the next season. You know, as we discuss, not fight each other. You know, this isn't going to be, you know, Rush Limbaugh 2 because who who needs that? That's not good for anyone. But, it you know, it's hopefully us making each other better by throwing out ideas. And, you know, by the end of an episode, you know, maybe not agreeing, but you know, coming away more mature. Though I'd love to see if we could fight each other. So we'll see. My money's on Kevin. It's always the quiet one that's the most dangerous.
2: Definitely. A silent assassin
0: Kevin. Yes. <laughs> so we've we've shared, you know, a lot. And it's funny, this episode was originally supposed to be under an hour. But as you know, we have a thing with talking too much. We fail Because often. we're comfortable with you. But the last thing that I want to hit on, uh, which is an important one, and, and this came from Lance a few weeks ago when he said, "Why don't we do this for the last episode?" which is, why do we do this?" Obviously, we're not, you know, a top-tier, A-level, famous band at all, or even B or C or D. You know it's, That's not who we are. Will it be who we are? I don't know. But right now, we're not. We're, you know, we're accomplished locally, and we're spread out, and we all have had, you know, a nice career in music thus far on our own terms, on a smaller level.
1: But but then why do we do this? So what do you guys think? I just I don't think that we cannot. I mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast that before you called me, the end of 2019 I hadn't played for a year for 11 13 months something like that I didn't pick up a stick it wasn't like had didn't I don't play out I haven't recorded I didn't touch a stick for 13 months and and that was needed and necessary but uh, then again so is playing and uh, I really enjoy recording and um, I'm hoping to do some videos Kind of getting in depth into the drum parts and maybe even tracking, not tracking, writing out all the drum parts. So if somebody ever wants to play them, then they'll have it because I'm kind of a teacher at heart when it comes to things like that. It's fun for me to come up with some new ideas to things that, Eric, you have played and have heard in your head. 500 times to the eight Oh eight, but I can bring a different style to it. I like that challenge, but I also just like coming up with something different and then hearing it and going, wow, you know, that's, that's really cool that we could all come together like that. So I, I think for me anyway, I do it because I can't not do it. I've been playing for over 40 years and it's just part of who I am. So, uh, The fact that I am able to record in my house for free, essentially, uh, is sweet, and that I have some great guys to play with who write awesome music is even better.
2: Well said. I I mean, for me, I just like playing with friends, hanging out with friends, and having a few beers with friends. And when this started with Fallen, it's a no-brainer. COVID wasn't even in a reality. So just to hang out with friends and play some music and have a few beers, and that also then transformed into what our podcast is, which is still the same of what you're drinking and hanging out with friends and talking music, but also life in general. It's, It's a way to connect with people, especially during these lockdown times where we are separated, and literally for some of us, from Utah to the state of Washington and California and Wyoming. It's been a kind of a cool experience and it's nothing I could have ever imagined a year ago. So for me, I'm just enjoying continuing doing this because it kind of takes us to places that I would have never expected. So for that, it's been a wonderful experience.
0: You know, and my reasons, uh, one, I agree with both of you. Those are, those are my reasons too. Uh, the other one for me is this idea of legacy. Amen. Uh, in the past two years, uh, I've lost way too many people that were close to me. Uh, my mother passed away. My brother passed away. And my brother-in-law recently passed away uh, from COVID. And he was one of my best friends. And you learn very quickly about the fragility of life. And... You know, ironically, we talked about this in other episodes. Most of my songs deal with death in one way or another just because I'm fascinated by the subject and, and what happens after death. But that became very real in the past two years to where uh, what I hadn't thought of before is is my own death and, and what that means. And, and the... Imminent uh, mortality of us all because we don't know when our time is up. Some people, you know, they get the gift almost of knowing, hey, you've got, you know, six weeks or you got two years or something like that. Uh, but the rest of us don't know. It could be tonight. You know, this could be the last thing I ever see on a podcast. And that has really resonated. And I think in many ways is. What has spurred on uh, this creative onslaught that I'm on right now in just throwing songs at these guys almost nonstop? It's like, you know, and and I'm not saying, uh, you know, I know my time is soon, so I better get these songs out. I don't know. Maybe that's true. You know, maybe that's the master plan on why I have all these songs because my days are really numbered. I don't know. I hope not. Love to see my kids grow up. But this idea that after we're gone, what do we leave? Now, we have a legacy in our children. You know, and the guys in the band are all blessed with kids or with kids to come this year. And through our kids, we do live forever through our kids and their kids. But creatives, you know, artists, we we have another way that is very special. And that is what we give to the world. And so even after I'm gone, it brings me great peace to know that my friends and family can go on Spotify and they can listen to songs that we created. They can open up echoes down the road and they can hear my voice. You know, someone could be listening to what I'm saying right now after I've shuffled off this mortal coil and they could hear a dad or their husband or a grandpa talk about you know I'm not a grandpa I'm not a grandpa yet but you know one day Hopefully. they could hear you know these discussions that we're having and through that get to know me and so in one way this is self-serving because even though we are not world famous or anything like that it doesn't matter because we're still putting this out there for those that love us and those who will love us in the future and those who may be related to us that maybe we don't get to meet And I think it's really cool that we have the ability to do that and to leave this part of ourselves for everyone in the future uh, to listen to and to interact with. And through that, learn who we are, learn what we're about, what we believe, uh, what type of men we were. You know, did we leave something lasting on this earth to make it better than it is, you know, I hope so. So I, I think that's one of the blessings of making music. And, and even doing this podcast, I had this conversation with my wife tonight that, you know, it's not about, you know, how many people listen to it. It's the fact that it's now out there, you know, and even for us, it's something for us to look back on in a couple of years and be like, oh yeah, we, we made this pretty kick-ass album that we really enjoyed. You know, and whether the future holds, you know, our tens of fans or hundreds of fans, you know, exponentially growing into something huge, fine. Don't care. I'd love to just because I want as many people to listen to our songs as possible because I want to share those experiences with with the world if I could. But it's... It's not about money. We all have careers and we're doing fine. We have roofs over our heads. What else do we need in our wallet to make them fatter? That That's a bunch of empty BS as it is. It's definitely not about fame. Fame is horrible. I would want no part of that because all I've seen from fame is just sadness and brokenness that comes with chasing that. Uh, but if anything, you know, uh, the only reason I would want our music to get out there is just just to bless other people, for them to have those experiences like Tommy alluded to early in the episode, to be laying in bed and going, oh, that's what Holy Ghosted means. You know, that means far more to me than if we made, you know, 10 grand from selling some song to a commercial. You know, that's what it's about. So really that affecting people's lives, you know, entering, becoming a part of who they are and then leaving that legacy you know, for, for others. Cause it's a trip. Someone is going to be listening to this one day after we're gone guys. And they will be listening to our voices live EQ'd wonderfully by Lance and Tommy. And (laughs) I don't know why, but that kind of blows me away because we get to leave that.
1: Yeah. Well now I'm not going to sleep for like three days thinking about all that. Thanks for (laughs) that. It's a good thing though.
0: Yeah, hey, I want yeah. to also
2: throw out rest in peace, Pippa, your wonderful oh, puppy yeah. dog. I, I,
0: I lost my dog too. And you know what? That one hurt. I, I love dogs. I love dogs sometimes more than people. And yeah, after those three losses, one thing, and I think we will in season two, I, I think we're going to have uh, an episode on grief, which is really important, especially with, with how men deal with grief. Cause some of those things aren't you know, widely accepted in our culture, which is BS, and we'll get into that. But uh, I, we had a little dog named Pippa, and she kind of got me through those three huge losses. And then two weeks after we lost Brian, my brother-in-law, uh, we had to, to put her down. She suffered numerous strokes and was paralyzed and had all these other issues from a terrible breeder who, if I ever see in public again, you know, God help us all. But then when when we lost her, I I lost it. I could that was the final straw for me. I I don't think I even went in the studio that day. I took maybe even a couple of days off. I texted you guys. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, and, and that's just, why
2: the song is kittens and chainsaws, not puppies and chainsaws. Because yeah, I, we are a fan of the dog,
0: but, but we're the, the cat. huge fans of the dog in the band. If you have cats. <laughs> Well, you know, it's uh, it's okay. I mean, they may be, you know, demons incarnate. I'm not sure, but yeah, we're dog people. Definitely. Not to alienate we the are. cat people. Cats are cool too. I'm just allergic to them, so.
1: We should do an episode about our awesome dogs. Love it. Maybe maybe we'll
0: have them on Tommy and you can, you know, we can interview them.
1: That would be easy. There you go. Yes. My dog doesn't bark, so it's going to be kind of lame. And yeah, and yet your dog
0: know. still speaks more than
1: Kevin. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> But a true fact. <laughs> he definitely communicates better.
0: <laughs>
2: we love you, Kevin. So, if you listen
0: to this, there we have it, people. Episode twelve. That this is it. This is season one. I mean, thankfully, we will be we will be back. But we leave you with the the commercials we always do. Would you, you like listen- me to
2: take this, Eric? Do, do you
0: want to do it? I'll, I'll, I'm going to take a swing at it, and then you. Oh, can- you know that would be great. Here we go uh, for the first Here- time ever. Lance doing all the promos. Go for it. That would be great. And both
1: then, of you both of you listeners listen to this.
0: Wow. And then Eric will
2: we'll wrap us up here. But yes, you can which is not my specialty, but on social media, you can find us find us on many different platforms from Spotify, Eric's favorite, Apple Music, my favorite. You can even support the band through Bandcamp, westofhouse.bandcamp.com, which supports us, but also it gives you a digital album as well but also the three-headed monster you got the facebook the instagram and the twitter all through the west of house band title and of course youtube which is where we'd love to swell and grow our presence so that you guys should all subscribe and yes eric that would allow us to have our own shorter version instead of a long satellite encrypted version of what our youtube handle is but it's still found through West of House band, and I think I hit them all. Did I not? Well, well yeah, you, you know,
1: you missed one. You, you though, missed one, uh,
0: but I didn't write it down. So, well, that. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> what, what he missed, Tom? Do you know?
1: Yeah. Well, what I was going to tell the listeners is that while well, you can find West of House in all those locations, who you can't find online is Lance. That is true because he isn't online. For the most part. He's that guy. That, uh,
0: that is true. And I would also add, uh, please subscribe to the podcast. Oh,
1: you can yeah. find Echoes down the road. <laughs>
0: well, if you're listening to it, you already know where to find it. But please subscribe and follow the podcast because that lets us know that you are out there, uh, that you hopefully like what we're doing. And just gives us a little more impetus to do a, do a little bit and, more. And
1: I would Right. So I would say if you like the podcast, share it with your friend. And if you don't like the podcast, share it with an enemy. It's true, right? Either way, it's
0: success. Those are good words. Uh, (laughs) In in closing, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, It has been a wonderful first season. We've had a great time, and really, we're so indebted to you uh, for listening to us. Uh, if, If you're listening in the future, and we're dead, and now you're enjoying the legacy that we've left, we were fun guys. I mean, you know, Tommy's a pain in the ass, but the uh, the rest of us, what? wow, <laughs> wow. <laughs> we're really enjoyable. So I am so editing you out now. <laughs> you can't. We're dead. Now we're dead. We're we're coming from the future. Oh, God's buried. edited you, you out now. You will have died at saying. least five years before me because right. you're 86 years old yeah. and our I'm children and grandchildren are listening to this and they're like, even beyond the grave, Eric and Tommy are fighting. Too much tea. Yeah.
1: he's still firing him and they've been dead 10 years eternal eternal firing
0: uh but thank you guys (laughs) it it has been wonderful and we will see you next time on season two of echoes down the road take
2: care
1: Do you you
0: think they're still there? Is Lance, are they there, or did they leave? Is anybody listening? Uh, I'm sure they've left by by now. They're not expecting anything after the song, right? Uh. Wow. What are you doing, Tommy? Beavis butthead, really? Yes. You're messing up our Easter egg. You you have one job. I don't even know what the hell you're doing. (sighs) Shut up, Tommy. (laughs) Yes. Thanks. You perfectly, we you did it, it perfectly. This is exactly what we wanted you to do. And you were wonderful. We lured him out Ugh. of the bushes. We planned this out while you were changing your thing. <laughs> his diaper or his catheter?
1: I'm going to fire myself.
0: <laughs> oh, that Lance, that worked out great. Tubby's out. The whole point was like to act like, you know, if people were still there. And I told Lance, I go, we'll just wait for Tommy to say something dumb. And then I'm going to say, shut up, Tommy. And that's the end of season one. <laughs> the classic ensnarement. <sighs> oh, that was good. We love
2: you, Tommy. Yeah. But it was shut wonderful.
3: up.